Hi guys, um, it's Colton here, and I am here to ask you, do you not have time for books like a regular human being? Are you busy? Um, are you just, you just don't want to sit down and read? Join the club, man. Go to audibletrial.com slash life815. Check out some free audiobooks. You get a 30-day free trial. Verbally read books. I've been listening to books like crazy. I'm smarter. I'm better than you. And I'm just an overall better person. Audibletrial.com slash life from the 815 for a free 30-day trial. You are welcome. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! The eight one five. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store. All right, everybody, episode 40 of Live from the 815 podcast. Thank you for joining us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and our great friends over at 12 Ounce Sports Radio. It's the usual Colton. That's me, I'm talking, and my name is Colton. It's sort of what I do. This is Jake. Jake. Hello. Hi. Oh, okay. There he is. So, I was just so excited to get this show started. I'm ready. Okay. It's the um, Gale Sayers episode, I believe, the right? Gales, the Gale Sayers, Pat Tillman, um, who, was, who, who else was really good? Uh, I think Cal Ripken wore 40. Did he? I didn't see his name on that list. We look up uh, We look up every single time <laughs> who wears a jersey number. I didn't see Carlton Fisk. That's Carlton what I was thinking Fisk, of. Sorry. Cal Ripken. I said that. Yeah. You know, they both start with a C. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, as you can tell, me and Jake know a lot about sports, so now we're going to talk about them. Are you ready, what? Jake? Are you ready? I'm so ready. All right. Um, well, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, we've talked about it once or twice, the March Madness NCAA Championship of college basketball's men's division. Is that how it's Yeah, they have a tournament. They have a tournament to decide who won this year, which was a cool idea. It I was, like that idea. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. What they did was People they really get into it. They picked like one or two teams to play against each other, and um, eventually somebody comes out as a winner. And this mm-hmm. year it was uh, Villanova, a school out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which is a city and a state. Villanova crushed Michigan. I don't know if you yes. watched the game, Jake. I watched the first half and like parts and the ending, but it was just a blowout the whole time. Villanova actually. Won every single game by double digits this year in the yeah. tournament. So undefeated against the spread, and I actually, I mean, I started getting hot there in the uh, final four, which is a weird time to start getting hot, and I did not <laughs> lose as much money as I was expecting in the tournament. <laughs> That's nice. So you you made up a little ground in the end there. But also the bar was set so low it was basically on the ground. <laughs> I was burying it underground. That's how low the bar was. So if I made a dollar in the uh, final four. That would have been so much better than the amount that I lost before the Final Four. But Villanova was so much better than Michigan in every single way. Yeah, in every in every way. Michigan was just hot, and so they got all the way. They won the Big Ten tournament, and they went all the way to the championship. They just weren't nearly as talented as Villanova, and it was it showed. Villanova deserves to win. 
Michigan. You know, in a year of, of a crazy tournament where a one seed lost to a 16 and Loyola was in the Final Four, it comes down and probably the best team in the nation wins. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, Michigan made it to the finals without even playing a top five seed. I think that was the first time that ever happened. They yes. they had a lot of Cinderella teams come their way and they and they just beat them. So that that that's what you're supposed to do. And yeah, that Loyola game was pretty good. Uh, it was it was close uh, all the way through. Loyola had a seven point lead at half even. So uh, that think, wasn't like a blowout. They I think just... I think Loyola had a uh, like a nine or ten point lead sometime in the second half. So it, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a dominated game in, in any sense of the word, but Loyola just uh, ran out of gas. Yeah, I'm just happy, you know, there's a worry that Loyola would just look like they didn't deserve to be there, but they, they played their hearts out. And, uh, you know, I, I would like to also point out, people were giving Sister Jean some shit, like, oh, she left the game early, blah, blah, blah. No, she didn't. She didn't, she didn't even leave the game early. She was moved down to the exits. Because I saw her, some Michigan player, after the game, came up to her and said, you know, uh, you know, gave her daps. Because who wouldn't want to dap up Sister Jean? But uh, is, People forget she's 98 years old. Do you, How many 98-year-olds yeah, do you actually sense. know? Um, I don't know any besides Sister Jean, and I wouldn't say I know her. Yeah, she. people are talking about her like she's like an actual mascot for the team. She's almost 100 years old. Think yeah, that. that's a century. People. I don't care if you leave the game early or not. The fact that you even got out of your bed is like the, the, <laughs> fact, that, the fact that she was watching the game without a turd in her pants is <laughs> is all she needed to prove to the fans that night. Yeah, and we can't confirm that, but we're we're just assuming that yeah. there was no turd. You know what? Honestly, I kind of hope there was a turd. She was still happy as a clam. She was sitting there. You deserve so to have a turd. If, yeah. she, if she was sitting with that much happiness and that much confidence with poop in her pants, the girl oh. is my hero because uh, pretty my hero. Because from a disgusting amount of firsthand experience, poop in your pants is one of the most uncomfortable and embarrassing things in the world. <laughs> yeah, nobody can shake that off. No, There's, I don't know if anyone in the world can literally poop themselves and be like, oh, well, it's no biggie. Yeah, no, and I'm not saying that as like, oh, I remember back when I was like nine. Uh, since I've turned 18, I've pooped or peed my pants sober, like, 11 times. Way too many. <laughs> You're, You're like, like 10 over the, the amount that's that, like, that's oh, like, that's that's okay. Yeah, that's like two a year. At least two a year. <laughs> so yeah, like, you're pooping yourself way too much. So every six months, I'm due <laughs> for some poop or some pee in my pants. <laughs> It was the last time. Has it been six months? Um, uh, if you're having trouble remembering, that means it's been a while and you oh, in your shoe. I'm fuck, <laughs> fuck, I'm due. <laughs> and there's a lot of, of this episode left. This is I'm really nervous. <laughs> uh, shameless plug, we were talking about um, not just pooping your pants, but Sister Jean. Colton put out a video on our YouTube channel, and yeah. it's hilarious. I said so. I would, and I did it. I went over to uh, Loyola Chicago, talked to some kids on the campus, made a nice little man-on-the-street man video. Go to Becca Quarterback on YouTube. It's a channel, so search channel, or just search Backup Quarterback Colton, C-O-L-T-O-N. You'll find me. I'm funny. I'm kind of handsome. Um, that's all I got. That, those are yeah. my, those are my two things. 
It was a great video. It was probably your best video ever, I would say. I agree. I agree. I uh, sent it around the world. We're almost at 1,000 views, which is pretty cool. And uh, next stop, the moon. <laughs> the Elon Musk is going to see your video and be like, this guy's got this real guy, potential. This guy's got it all put together. Let's give him the keys to the, the moon. keys to the castle. He's going to the moon. He's, he's going to do a podcast from the moon. Wow, that would get us like three or four more listeners than we actually get. Yeah, well, when you're already getting listened to by basically the entire world population. I'm not going to brag. We're, we're around 5.6 billion uh, listens for, for yes, last week's episode. Yeah. Active listeners, yeah. So that doesn't include people who listen together and with their families, so. Yes, yes. It's around 6 billion. Six, yeah, I mean, but that's that's just like a, that's a very light estimation. That's just, that's like the uh, down, like, it's either 1 to 4 billion people. We're going towards towards the former. Did I say that right? There's former and latter. I think I'm, so, yeah. I'm not 100% yeah. sure on, on, on how to use those words, but I think <laughs> I think I use just them using them sooner or later you'll start nailing it. I feel like if I just say like anything with confidence and then just like <laughs> I've realized that people are so bad now at eye contact. You can say almost anything with and just hard <laughs> eye contact and like a grin. Like Yeah. Man, Holy fuck! Yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, this guy's a bit. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel the same way. It feels like people get very, like, almost scared when you look them in the eyes and talk to them. Yeah, it's it just proves uh, how easy it is to get away with literally anything right now. And if even like when the tables are turned and somebody's looking at me in the eyes and saying something, I I will believe or buy anything that they give me. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's how you become a great salesman. You just gotta look people in the eye. Period. Well, folks, you came here for uh, a nice sports podcast, and you're leaving with salesman expertise and knowledge. Tips to become rich. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. Nobody has ever thought of of any sort of uh, thing like this, but we are giving you something that will make you a better salesman. Yeah, absolutely. We just upped your net income by like five percent, just right there. Speaking of salesmen, baseball's going on. I'm not, I'm not baseball. the best at, I'm, I'm not, not my best segue, but. <laughs> it might be your worst, but. <laughs> Speaking of eye contact, the M, the Major League Baseball season has begun. Jake. Woo! Jake, the White Sox play baseball, don't they? Yes, they do. They uh, got off to a it. hot start. They were 2-0, and baby. Now they've, uh. Come back down to two and two, which makes sense. But a uh, few fun notes: Matt Davidson hit three home runs on opening day. I think he's like the fifth player to do that. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, White White Sox are looking good. Tim Anderson has looked great so far. Avi Garcia hit a home run 480 feet tonight. So that's Jeez. you know, even though we lost 14 nine runs, but yeah, the baseballs are flying this year. You know. Clearly juiced balls, but who cares? Because baseball is awesome, and I like more home runs. So, um, how about the Cubs, Golden? They they played some games. The Cubs have played five games to be exact. They have won two of them, and then, according to the mathematicians that I've hired, they have lost three of them. Um, they can't hit a baseball at all right now. They have struck out. A major league record through five games. Um, I can't find the number in front of me, but it's around 300 million strikeouts so far. They yeah, shut out twice in a row. The last two, 
Shout out twice in a row to the powerhouse Marlins and Reds. Um, this is yeah, their aces, their stat. This is exactly what people expected when they saw the Marlins and the Reds on the, on the, on the uh, docket to to start the year. But I'm not I'm not too worried about it, you know. Because um, because literally five games. It's five games. We're two and three. If we we lost a, a seventeen inning game, what two to one? Where the Cubs had two or three innings where they could have had just like a bloop single give them a run, and we were just one bloop single away from being three and two. It's literally that easy. The only the the things that I like are that um, Jose Quintana or not Quintana, um, Kyle Hendricks and <laughs> Tyler Chatwood both looked really solid to uh, start the year. John Lester's always been bad in in April, so I'm not worried about him. He's only here for October. Um, Kyle Schwarber's hitting hitting ding dongs. He's like literally. I think this team is going to whether they struggle, whether they're in um, a hot streak, they're gonna hit home runs. So even when they struggle, they could still put together like a two or three run game, maybe sneak out wins here or there. They're gonna hit a lot of home runs this year. They might have. I think last year they had what six players hit 20 home runs correct yeah well i think last year like 60 percent of uh players who had enough at bats hit 20 home runs which is crazy so So there's a lot of home runs in baseball but yeah the cubs have some pop they're they're gonna be fine there's 157 games left people are panicking a little bit but i mean listen uh the only thing i would think about is that you're right about lester what was that (laughs) The only thing I would panic is that I'm right about Lester, and he's going to be bad this year. That's my prediction. He, Lester is going to have a high four ERA. He'll, he'll probably finish up the season, but he'll be in the high fours. The thing four, is, four, five plus. If he gives me a four, five season at like nine and eight, but then comes into the postseason and just gives me every single start, gives me a quality start, that's exactly what he's here for. Oh, yeah. That's, that's because. Oh, totally. Hey, hey, hey. But I'm not a, I'm not handing him a great October either. We'll see. I just think he might be coming to the end of his leash. But yeah, well, well, I'm just saying that if Cub fans are panicking on John Lester, saying he's a bum, saying he's bad, he's not here to win a Cy Young. He's here to win games in October. And we're already past a rebuild, and rebuilds are focusing on the regular season. The Cubs are lucky enough to be one of like like the four to five teams in baseball that build their team for the postseason, and they don't they because they're so good they really don't care what their wins and losses are until like late August, early September, and then they're like, oh shit, we're like we're like three games back of of the Brewers, and then they realize Chase Anderson is the ace of the Brewers, and they're like, all right, let's just go fucking rattle off like six six of seven, and then fucking get right back in it, bro. Shit their pants, John Lester. Is back to the quality <laughs> starts. Brewers have looked pretty. Sad. Well, yeah, fucking Brewers, Brewers have looked decent. Fucking Ryan Braun, man, this guy cannot stop hitting clutch hits. This guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> so yeah, you, it's been fun uh, tonight. Actually, as as we record this, they uh, were down by two runs in the ninth inning, and Christian Yelich hit his first home run as a Brewer, followed by on the next pitch, Ryan Braun hit the walk-off homer. So uh, uh, the Brewers are having fun this year. It, it seems, there's a lot of excitement up there in Milwaukee. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so do you want to – And the Cubs, yeah. All right, so this is – I live in – so for people who don't know, I live in Milwaukee. I'm from Illinois. 
And I'm I'm at a bar last week. Uh, what was that? Friday? Last Friday, when Ryan Braun hit a two out, top of the ninth, three run shot to take the lead against the Padres. The bar yeah. the bar I'm at is packed. Everyone's going crazy. Everyone's just like throwing. I was wearing a, a Cubs hat. Everyone's just like, dude, this is the fucking year the Brewers beat the Cubs. And like everyone's just going nuts. I sit there and I just grin. I don't say a word. And then I wait for like a legit like three to four minutes. Everyone finally gets quiet again. And then I turn to my friend and I just yell. I'm like, hey man, do you remember when Ryan Braun took steroids and lied to Aaron Rodgers about it? <laughs> and the whole, <laughs> like, if you, if you are in Wisconsin and you want to get under anyone's skin who knows what sports are, bring up Ryan Braun lying to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that, is, yeah. that, is, that is the biggest betrayal that the state of Wisconsin has had in their history of a state. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Benedict Arnold's from Wisconsin. Yeah. If, That's a lie. That's true. <laughs> dude, honestly, even if Benedict Arnold is from Wisconsin and Ryan Braun and Benedict Arnold, before the season, before Ryan Braun hit two clutch home runs, or even like a, or even like a month from now when everybody up here forgets that baseball even exists, if, you, if, if you're like at a house party and for some reason the cops are there and they're like, you, you can only allow one person into this party, this is Benedict Arnold and this is Ryan Braun, People are going to pick Benedict Arnold in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, most people wouldn't even recognize Benedict Arnold anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone's just going to be like, you were named after Benedict Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Why that's would they terrible. That? That's, that's one of the worst names I've ever heard in my life. Has your mom ever heard <laughs> of, have, of, like, the traitor? Yeah, your parents have questionable tastes, but we'll let you in because the other choice is Ryan Braun. He lied to Aaron Rodgers, so fuck him. Guys, it may sound like Jake is joking, but like sixty to seventy percent of people up here believe what Jake just said. No, I, I actually like hate. I, like I haven't forgiven Ryan Braun for lying to Rodgers. Nobody ever I, will. That's the thing. Unless unless he hits a walk off home run in Game Seven of the World <laughs> Series and then comes back and catches the game winning touchdown in the Super Bowl from Aaron Rodgers, there's no way that he's gonna get forgiven. No, he'd be forgiven. He hits one walk off to beat the Cubs, or he has a great series, and you, they beat the Cubs, like, in a, or a wild card game, somehow, or in the playoff series, somehow the Brewers beat the Cubs, because of Ryan Braun, he'll be forgiven, but until then, he'll always have an asterisk by his name. God, he, he gets booed more than any superstar I've ever seen in any small market ever. It blows my mind. Yeah. Because I, I, I go to a, a decent amount of games up at uh, Wrigley North, and... Every single no, game. No, Wrigley North. Yeah, well, speaking of uh, Wrigley North, um, your boy's going to Saturday and Sunday's game. Cubs, Brewers. Um, Who's pitching? Ah, damn, I don't know. I will find that out by the, by the end of this episode. But I'm very excited. I'm not... I want, I want the Cubs to sweep the Brewers so fucking bad because <laughs> once that happens, the city of Milwaukee will forget baseball exists. Uh, I want the Brewers to sweep the Cubs so bad because it'll be exactly like last year. And I was reveling in it last year when the Cubs fans were freaking out. And you could say, like, oh, everyone was fine. We knew we'd be fine. No. At half, at the midway point, and before, when you guys were spiraling, there were Cubs fans that were literally freaking out everywhere. Got Cubs it. fans were mad. They were pissed at Theo Epstein. They were saying things that made me laugh every day. On the score, 
it was it was hilarious and I loved it. So if that if they didn't get swept by the Brewers, Cubs fans, a lot of them will once again turn into panicky. Well, I mean, they've been taught over the years, you know, do not trust the Cubs. Do not trust them. Do not. Do not. And then that's, all that's of a sudden they're yeah. supposed to trust them. That's good old classical conditioning. Ooh, I I have you Darvish and Jose Quintana this weekend. Fuck yeah. Let's go. And the Brewers have who? Like Zach Davies? Zach Davies against you, Darvish. That's that's scary. And then against Jose Quintana, Chase. the the Milwaukee Brewers have Chase Anderson. So mm-hmm. I'm Well, terrible. I mean, Quintana's got a nine ERA right now. Oh my god, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. You Darvish is a ten three eight ERA. If you're so. actually gonna look at ERA right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna this, I'm just saying, those, combined, they have a 19 oh, ERA. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I see a lot of homers. God damn it, shut up. <laughs> uh, but I love uh, baseball. I mean, it's so great having baseball on every day. Dude, so. same. I'm, okay, we haven't talked about opening day. I was watching. Oh, I skipped two classes <laughs> to watch the Cubs opening day. And obviously... As I'm, long as you that first pitch, that's all you needed to see. I'm not you should have just let when I watched that first pitch, I was so hyped up. I think Ian Ian Happ is so good. He is. He needs the at bats. We need to. I've seen some rumors on on the internet, and by seeing, I mean I'm going to currently talk them into existence. We need to hire a hitman to kill Jason Hayward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are. Yeah, Jason Hayward is a bad contract. Uh, that is that's really debilitating. I mean, he's he's apparently he's amazing in the uh, locker room. He's one of the best defenders of all time. That's cool. Don't hit two thirty, yeah, man. Great. That's great. Don't hit two thirty. You make so much money. You hit two ninety for the fucking Cardinals. You loser. Hit two seventy, and Chicago's gonna love you. That's all you need to do is hit two fucking seventy. Huh? Hit two fifty, and people will be fine. I mean, oh my god. You just didn't round up to second. On at least two thirds of his at bats, then people would like him more. The new shift this season should be the the uh, opposing team should take off every single fielder except for the second baseman and the first baseman. That's all you need. You need four fielders: a pitcher, a catcher, a second baseman, and a first baseman. When J- when Jason Hayward's up, because the dude fucking grounds yeah. to second every single time. It's it's actually amazing that he's so consistent. All, all this being said, he has hit some balls the the other way this year. Hopefully, he's he's figured out he that there's a whole second half to the field that he didn't even. I think what it was was just he was so locked in on looking, and then somebody came in and just like pushed his chin and made him look a little mm-hmm. bit a little bit to the left. Like Jason, I know Holy you play shit. you play right Baseball field. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, is that a second foul pull over there? <laughs> Dude, Jason, just fucking hit one to the fucking left side, please. Um, yeah. Other than that, what else do I have? Uh, uh, Anthony Rizzo is really good at baseball. Oh, yeah. Well, Rizzo and Bryant have been very good this year. <laughs> Rizzo and Bryant have already hit some home runs. Kyle Schwarber's hit some home runs. Ian Happ hit his first. I think Ian Happ set a record for the um, most consecutive games to finish a season or to, to start a season. My apologies. With multiple strikeouts. Nice. Um, that's just like a nice. Yes, that is a testament to the new age players coming up, where they just they all have that like uppercut swing and strikeouts don't matter. Mm-hmm. Which is which is, so interesting. <laughs> which is basically our entire team. 
right now. Mm-hmm. Um, other uh, baseball news, Shohei Otani has officially gotten some major league reps. He had was so he he went yard tonight as we're recording this, correct, Jake? Yeah, he uh, raked one out. Uh, just it was a beautiful swing. He's got it was like a golf swing. He's got like a pretty lefty swing. I'll tell you tell you what. But yeah, he went he went yard, and the Angels were all just hitting home runs. So uh, he just got it was the first inning. He put up he had a three run homer in the first, and he was hitting eighth, I believe. So uh, you can see the Indians weren't handling that well, but. Uh, yeah, Otani, and he also pitched the other day, six innings, I believe three runs. Three runs, he gave up a single three-run homer. So he was, and I believe there was two outs when that happened, so he was just one out away from getting out of it and would have had a One pitch. Yeah, he's literally just one one bad pitch. He's a really good pitcher. I did not realize how good of a pitcher he was. Well, that's what he's here to do is pitch, and then he's hitting is just supposed to be like extra. But he, uh, he threw several 100 mile an hour fastballs and then came back with like, uh, like an 88 mile an hour changeup. That is ridiculously different. Yeah, he's got he's and, and he's got a wicked curveball too. So, so he's also like the tallest Asian man ever. He's like six five. Yeah, he looks huge out there. Yeah, him and uh, Yao Ming are uh, one and two. So that's, I mean, that's just our uh, racist <laughs> research team. That's not us. That's that's not us no. saying that. If it's wrong, just blame the research team. But I'm very glad to see that the Angels finally have something, at least something around Mike Trout. He yeah. needs to be marketed as the best player since Barry Bonds came up. Barry Bonds and A-Rod are the only two players in the last like, 25, 30 years that are better than Mike Trout. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's if Trout continues, he's better. he'll probably be better than A-Rod. I mean, and then Barry Bonds will be like, will be comparing their numbers. Like yeah. literally every every preseason, every spring training, reporters ask him, "What do you What are you trying to work on this year?" Um, I want to steal fifty bags. I want to hit forty home runs. I want to get my slugging over eight hundred. Every fucking year, he does it. Whatever yeah. he whatever he says he wants to do, he can do anything he wants out there. He hit thirty three home runs last year. I'm pretty sure he was hurt for like sixty games. <laughs> yeah, he had a broken so. thumb, so he was out for like two months, and and he was exactly. still getting all star votes. Yeah, I mean he's the best player in baseball by a lot. He's Mickey freaking Mantle, basically. Yes, he's amazing, I and mean, people need to respect it. But I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy the Angels. They have Anderson Simmons, who was like the greatest defensive shortstop ever last year. They have Shohei now. They have, they have Ian, Pool Post. Ian Kinsler, Zach Cozart. They got yeah, no, they, they got loaded. some they stuff just cooking. Still don't have Justin pitching. Upton. Oh yeah, he went yard tonight. Yeah, so the Angels finally have a lineup. Their pitching is not good. Shohei might be their most talented pitcher once he once he gets the hang of uh, Major League Baseball. He's gonna he's gonna put up probably their best numbers. Yeah, I remember they had a couple pitchers like go off last year. Uh, Tyler Skaggs was one of them, which is a terrible name. He but he uh, used to be a uh, a big prospect. I remember that. Shout out to my old friend Jessica Skaggs. That's the only reason I uh, <laughs> remember that name. <laughs> Yeah, so he, so yeah, they they definitely need pitching help, but I'm hoping they make a wild card run and let Trout get a little playoff experience. Because oh my god, it's it's like whoever is running Major League Baseball marketing is the dumbest person with that much power in sports. Yeah, not just putting Trout on the face of everything. You, why are you not putting Trout and Harper on the face of everything? And whenever Harper does stuff to like attract people, 
you're like shun him for it. He had, like mm-hmm. when he said like clown question when it was making base make baseball fun again, like t-shirts and hats. That's the stuff that you need. You fucking yeah. Losers. Old school baseball people don't like Bryce Harper, and it pisses me off. Like like baseball, and it's the same people who are pissed off because the balls are tightened, and then there's more home runs. Those, like oh, oh, it's a bunch of old the white people. Get the game. Yeah, it's like. It's so much more fun when guys are pimp-shotting home runs and flip, bat-flipping, you know? Like, that is awesome. Did you, you know, see... get to strike people out and then do a little dance on the mound, you know? Yeah, dude, like, do whatever you want. Okay, so I have I have two things. One, Bryce Harper's um, overrated home run, and two, bunting in the ninth inning. Do not let me forget these. I'm going to Bryce Harper first. Bryce Harper, did you see when he came up in the uh, top of the ninth? Yeah. Someone yelled overrated. Someone screams overrated, and he just hits like a 6,000-foot home run to a left center. <laughs> yeah. That is – and then he, – because he's been hitting bombs so far this season, and he sort of pimps them all. That's what you need. Yeah. You need the swagger. People will say, I don't want that swagger because I don't want, like, infecting my locker room. Dude, infect anybody you want, anybody who can take in that swagger because that is what you need. Exactly. Speaking of that. I'll remember your other point, but the White Sox, uh, that's what they've been showing this year is a lot of swagger. Like, Tim Anderson has three home runs this year. Every single one of them, he, like, flips his bat, pumps his chest, and he's, like, yelling. And, and yeah, and the dugout is pumped up. The White Sox are having a lot of fun this year, and it's exciting. But, yeah, talking about that swagger, Yohan Mankata and Tim Anderson just seem to just, I mean – they're both just young kids who have swagger, so they they show it on the baseball field. They don't hide it like everyone has been forced to over the last hundred years. Well, here's the yeah. thing: there's there's so many like Latin players, like a Yoan Mankata, <laughs> like a Javier Baez, Wilson Contreras, that are really I good. That are like really good players, and the only re- the only way they get like recognized and like is is if they showboat. If you're like a 16 year old Latin kid. And you rake, but you're like a quiet, like Addison Russell, Mike Trout type. You're not going to get drafted. Yeah, you got to have crazy hair. You know, you got to be running around making crazy plays to get noticed. Exactly. Uh, remember the team Puerto Rico? How much fun they were to watch? Yes, they were awesome. They that that yeah, is that's how what I want get, baseball to be all you the time. Let do whatever they want. Yeah, that is. So I think baseball needs more of that. My second baseball point was: Did you see? I can't. I can't remember the name. It was the Twins and the Orioles, and a, um, it was like a 7-0 to zero game in the top of the ninth. Orioles were down to the Twins, and there was okay. like a guy on first, and or a, a guy on a first and second, huge shift, comes up for the next guy, who was a, a lefty. He bunts to the left side of the field, and the Twins are pissed, and like Brian Dozier like goes public with it. He's like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, What's the Yeah. He's, he, yeah, he's like... He's like, there are un- unwritten rules. You just don't do that in baseball. I know their veterans are gonna pull them aside Wait, and tell. Wait, situation? Why? Why? Why did he? Why was it wrong? Okay, so there was there was no outs. It was like a guy on either first or a guy on on first and second. It's the score is okay. the score is seven to zero, and this okay. like this this young kid for the Orioles comes up, and he uh-huh. I think so I think there's a guy on first. He bunts to the left side during a huge shift to make it first and second. Nobody like nobody out. Okay. And so he gets on. It works. It works perfectly. And then the very next, and then I think there was a strikeout. Very next guy comes up, hits 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 a little uh, bloop single. All of a sudden, it's bases loaded, one out in a seven run game. You hit a gap shot, and then it's like seven to two. And like I just I just think it's so fucking stupid 
that that the twins are mad about this. No, the only situation where you'd get mad at that is if it's a no hitter and you try to bunt for a single. I can see that. That's like the one unwritten rule about baseball where don't don't try to bunt for a hit when it's like the ninth inning. You can do it like in the sixth inning, but do not do it in the eighth or ninth because that's pretty that's messed up. But that situation, you know, piss off Dozier. Like to it's two era baseball. And like I was reading like all these articles and and everyone's like, oh yeah, like we're all on a Brian Dozier side, dude. This is exactly why fucking baseball isn't as popular as basketball and football, you losers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's, I think it's getting there because I think people are finally like, you know, embracing people's personalities. Thank God. Like, yeah, this kid for the Orioles is, is trying to come up, stay on the major league roster, and you do that by getting hits. Yeah, and making things happen. If you're if you're gonna do these crazy shifts, don't get mad that someone's trying to like fucking bunt. It's different as if like if if Anthony Rizzo drops down these buns because he's throwing away at bats. Yes. The only real yeah the only time I I like when uh, Rizzo does his his, his little buns to get out of the shift is when it's like a either if they just can't hit anything that night and he just wants to get something started, or if it's okay. like a like a like a zero to seven game, which is exactly what this kid did for the Orioles. So fuck Brian Dozier, he is our official fuck you of the week. There's so many guys in baseball who are like that. Chris Sale, he was another guy. He was a part of the reason why the White Sox like locker room had tension because he was an old school baseball guy and he hated like all this new age stuff and he wouldn't let Tim Anderson or any of these young guys really show themselves. And now that we got rid of Todd Frazier, Adam Eaton, and Chris Sale, all these young guys can just do whatever they want and they can feel, they can be happy. You know, they don't have to forced to be bored to follow the baseball rules well yeah players like that like feed off each other because there's exactly. a lot, there's a lot of players who do treat it like a job like a like a chris sale like a john lester but the thing is it's it's a fucking long ass it's a 162 game season you need to have fun to not fucking break down during that grind when it's like mid-july early august there's so much baseball and you if you, if you just treat it like a job every single day you're gonna like jump off a building yes absolutely I mean, the personalities is what's going to make baseball great again. Exactly. You just came up with that, but I like that. <laughs> well, that is all we have for baseball talk. Obviously, we'll be uh, catching in. Catching in, that's not a thing. All right, all right moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking NBA. So, you know what? I'm, I'm just segue city tonight. Yeah, basketball is a sport still. Basketball um, is a sport as well. Correct. Bucks just beat the Celtics tonight on a, you know, without Kyrie Irving, but hey, we won a game. Well, you're uh, saying you're saying without Kyrie, the Celtics have been hot. Celtics have have won. No, like it's six a win. It's a big win. Big yes. win for the Bucks. But uh, it puts us in a three-way tie with Washington and Miami. And as I've said on other shows, I we really want that sixth seed. For because then we get to keep our pick. If we are finished the season ahead of Washington and Miami, the Wizards and the, the Heat, we get to keep our first round pick, and then it goes to next year when the Suns get our pick, which you know, in my opinion, is way better because hopefully next year we won't be picking in the middle of the first round. We'll be picking at the end of the first round. So this is a big stretch. The Bucks now get to play three. The three next games are against the Nets, the Knicks. And the Magic. 
So that should be three wins right there. It Hopefully, needs to be three wins. It has to be three wins. Has to be. And then we finish the season versus 76ers, who hopefully maybe they don't have anything to play for. And uh, that would be nice. If, if we got to pretty much, if we, we have to win all four of these games, and then we'll get our sixth seed, likely, in my opinion. So uh, big, big stretch for the Bucks. Okay, so is here's a question for you. Is this year's pick worth playing LeBron in the first round? Um, see, that's, that is the question. And a lot of people, first of all, it depends if the Cavs can keep, uh, that three seed actually. Let me, let me check real quick. I know it's, uh, it's pretty close between the, the, uh, six half game, half game, Um, half game between Cleveland and Philly right now. So I would love to play Philly. If Philly can get into three and we get the six, that is ideal because they won't have Embiid. I know they've won like 11 in a row or something crazy, but they won't have Embiid, and I think we'd have a chance versus them because they have no playoff experience on their team. What's funny, what's funny is that we have the Nets, the Knicks, and the Magic, and then we actually close the season with the Sixers. So, yes. <laughs> so that. Yes. So what's funny is that la- that last game might, if what if it comes down to if we lose. You know, what? I really don't know if uh, this the Sixers game will matter, but imagine if it's win. I think I think it's possible that like it, it could be a worst case scenario where we win, they become the four seed. We have to play Cleveland. We lose, we become the seventh seed and lose our pick. I think that's what it's going to come down to, and we'll we'll have to decide whether you want the pick or to play or to have a chance at winning a playoff series, which. I mean, I, I really want the pick. I think a 16th pick packaged in some sort of trade could uh, could mean a lot. You know, having nothing is not good for the Bucks. <laughs> you know, true, true. I still can't believe we picked DJ Wilson last year. <laughs> oh my god, he's so bad. That hurts dude. He's so much. The G League. I check out his stats. He averages like 16 and eight, but like. You need to be putting up 30 in the G League to be he's, in the NBA. So he, Guys, he's for those back. of you who don't understand if the G League is good or not, Ben Gordon is still playing in the G League. He's like 100 years <laughs> ben old. Ben Gordon. That's amazing. Yeah. So so just <laughs> wow. imagine a bunch of like 20-year-old nobodies and then a bunch of Ben Gordons who are like 39, and that is who DJ Wilson's playing against. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I mean, he's terrible. Bad pick. Everyone kind of knew it was a bad pick when we took it. They're like, "Oh, well, that guy." Uh, like on draft night, they're like, "Oh yeah, the, uh, huh?" <laughs> Wilson, huh? He uh, he played for Michigan. Yeah, I don't. Everyone's like, I don't think he's even watching the uh, drafts tonight because he wasn't supposed to go till tomorrow. Yeah, it was. It's a bad pick. It's a bad look. But we have a new GM now, so we have, you know, a lot of Bucks fans are like, who cares if we have a pick? We're just going to blow it immediately. Hey, new GM, there's a chance we might actually get someone decent. Um, you know, the Bucks need a lot. And uh, did you see, actually, big news with the Bucks is the, J- the Jabari quotes? No, let's hear them. After practice, he uh, got quoted, and they did not sound good. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm looking, article on Jabari, he had quotes, 
saying, uh, "This I don't. I'm not sure where I'm going to land, or what's my what holds my future holds. This team looks uh, to be fine without me. Oh God. Uh, honestly, it's uncertain. Um, I know that just looking from afar, the Bucks will be fine, but I have to see what's going to happen with my future, and that's uncertain. But I know for them, they'll be fine regardless." They've been doing well. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. But I mean, I think, you know, he hasn't had contract talks. If anything, I do, if we let him walk this offseason, I'll be so pissed. We need to match any offer and then trade 100%. Because we, we're allowed to match whatever he's offered, and we're allowed to go over the cap to sign I mean, him. He's going to get a max contract. There's 100%. Probably. I mean, he's been pretty mediocre this year. I mean, but I, I know he will because the Magic have nothing else to spend their money on. Or the Hawks. Dude, yeah. If you, you if know, they have so much money. Hawks, why the fuck do you not offer them that? You know what I mean? He's still, what, like 23? 22 yeah, years he's old? 20, yeah, he's 23. Exactly. Yeah, and he, he shows a lot of potential. He dropped 35 the other night. I mean, he. it's just the problem is I'm not sure he fits. In Milwaukee with Giannis, it's, he, it's they, when they're it's on the hard floor to together, that. they just don't seem to work. It's so hard to like actually know if they actually fit because he's been he's played like three games in like three years. Yeah, I know, but this this season, the, since he's come back, it's just whenever they're on the floor together and I'm watching, it just feels like oh well, Giannis is doing everything, and once Giannis comes out, Jabari does everything. You know, so I think if we could sign him and then trade him. I've heard some uh, rumors that the Heat were interested. So if we could trade him for Hassan Whiteside, maybe get a center. You know, I, we can't let him walk for nothing. We can't let our the number two pick from a few years ago just walk away and us get nothing out of it. We better we better trade him. You know, I, honestly, if if we resign him, I wouldn't want to trade him. I I think I think these guys can work together. I'd be fine with keeping him. I'd totally be fine with keeping him and trying to build around Giannis and Jabari. That's fine with me. Because but we've, don't we've never let him had walk. we've never had like at least a half a season with everybody healthy in Giannis, uh, Chris Middleton, and Jabari Parker, and now you toss in Bledsoe. That's a solid core four that you can you can oh, get. It sounds like, great. You can get like a like after that. You just need honestly. I think if this team had a good coach, we'd be like a four. Like we'd be like a like a Philly right now. But they don't have a coach that teaches them I think defense. So we need like a good coach that's yeah. like you guys are the longest totally team in the agree. history of basketball. All, all like all you have to do is stand under like underneath the basket and you can block every three point shot in the world. Everybody has like a seven five wingspan. Yeah, yeah. We we always just close out and leave the most open threes I've ever seen. If we have terrible defense, and it doesn't make any sense because Giannis is amazing at defense. Middleton can guard. It just doesn't. It doesn't make add up. And I think a real coach would really just turn this team around. Well, the Bucks have won five so of seven the, games, and um, one of the losses of of these last seven games was in Denver. One of the worst losses I've ever seen in sports history. Um, the worst, the worst loss in basketball history I've ever watched live. It was it was awful. Imploded. We were up by twenty, I think, twice. Yeah. Right. Yes. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, with four seconds left, we have, we, we're up by three. And we have the ball. the ball. We have the ball, people. 
Yeah, four seconds left. We have the ball. We got two timeouts, too. I'd also like to point out two timeouts. And uh, Chris Middleton throws it. It gets immediately intercepted about five feet away from the three-point line. The guy throws up a prayer because he caught it and he has to shoot immediately, and he's fouled. And he's fucking fouled. And not only is he fouled, he's Jabal Murray who is a top-five free-throw shooter since he's joined the league. He shoots, like, 92% from the line. I, yeah, I think he's number one in the league right now. And uh, it was Jason Terry who fouled him, even though it was not a foul, by the way. I watched the replay a hundred times. It, Murray was looking for a foul. He released the ball and just kept, like, his, he kept reaching out with his hand, hoping to get a foul. He got it, and he drained all three and went to overtime, and we lost. It was just the worst game ever. It made me feel very similar feelings to when I've been dumped by a girlfriend. <laughs> I sat in my bed and just like stared out the window. And I was like... What yeah, I, I couldn't even open like basketball apps. I couldn't look at anything because I was just sick to my stomach. It was so bad. It Terrible loss. So bad. Um, if, Joe, if Joe Prunty keeps this job, I'm not going to watch them next year. No, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, we fired kid like in the middle of the season, so I think this uh, front office is ready to cut ties with people. I think they're expecting more. The thing is, and they're not getting it. With Giannis, it's got to be one of the hottest jobs in basketball. You know what I mean? Because because yeah, in, absolutely. Because in the NBA, all like you need a top five player to win a championship. We have one, and he's 23 years old on a really good contract, and and he's like, oh yeah, every, every big name coach is gonna be interested in the box job, I believe. I mean, you'll hear, you'll over this offseason, we're going to hear every rumor imaginable about coaches. And I hope we do, because that means our front office is doing their job and contacting every single opportunity they might have. You know, whether it's Villanova's coach. I was just going to say, uh, Jay, right to the Bucks. Let's, let's see it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Fine, they hit amazing defense, and you know, let's they, let's do that. They play a very similar style to the to the Warriors, so we're gonna have to get a lot better shooters if we if we get Jay right. Oh my god, yeah, we can't shoot to save our lives. Yeah, that's they, that's another problem with the Bucks. We need shooting. Yeah, we can't shoot or um, play defense, and that's exactly what Jay Wright. You know what? Fuck it. Let's sign Jay Wright. Yeah, I don't care. Or, or I want the assistant from. Uh, um, San Antonio. He's been under Popovich for like five years. He's uh, he also is the team that led Spain to almost beating the U.S. in the Olympics. Okay. So uh, he he's legit, and it he's under like Popovich. So I trust him. I, I give him a shot. I mean, he's got to be better than what we've had. Jason Kidd was a joke, and Prunty is literally Jason Kidd's assistant. So it's I not he hasn't changed you, like Prunty, anything. I hate you. But moving you, on. Moving on to the NFL. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, because we're getting heated here. Um, big trade between the Patriots and the LA Rams. Jason Goff, Jared Goff gets <laughs> <laughs> Jared Goff gets a, a a big weapon in Brandon Cooks for a first round pick and something else. I think a sixth round pick or something. Fourth, I thought it was a fourth rounder, maybe. But maybe. Um, yes, this is huge. The Rams are creating some sort of super team. And I'm going to say it now, it's not going to work. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they're, they're just, there's too many big names. You can't bring in every good player in Madden and have it work. It just doesn't work. Here's the I thing. Mean, I've heard Sean McVay interviews. This guy is so charismatic. And so, oh, I love Sean McVay. He's so cool, and he's like, 
every single interview that he's on, the person that is interviewing him is like a different personality. It's not just like one talking head that's just like a blanket statement yeah. every single time. And he just rolls with every single punch, and he always knows what to say, and he's always so relatable on so many different topics. I think he can bring so many big egos together and just be like, guys, act the way you act. We are all here to win a Super Bowl. You can do and say whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt our fucking Super Bowl chances. Yeah, I mean, you got to rile them on. They have uh, Wade Phillips, too, as their D coordinator to handle all those big names. Son of Bum. Son of Bum. You know, they might respect him a little bit. It's just it's just worries me because they have so many big names and I like the Rams and I want LA to be uh, football to be big in LA that'd be cool uh, but it, it worries me when they, you have every big name but um, Schefter actually tweeted out this trade and his tweet was that the Rams have traded for Brandon Cooks this likely takes them out of the OBJ hunt the Giants will be looking for a new suitor. So instead of just breaking this news and then saying that, Schefter threw in the OBJ thing, which makes me think this is a done deal. Like, they are legitly going to move, trade Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. And he has also reported recently that they are looking for two first-round picks. And who just came into possession of two first-round picks? I think it's a team who might have uh, taken on a few bad personalities who are super talented before. Oh, my God, that... That w- that honestly, that <laughs> guys, if Odell Beckham Jr. goes to the Patriots, my dad, I will kill, like will kill himself. <laughs> he, will, he hates. So, for those of you who don't know, my dad is a diehard Miami Dolphins fan. He's also one of the most. He's also one of the most um, over exaggerating people you will ever meet. And if, he, if, oh if Odell Beckham Jr. goes to the Patriots, my dad won't eat for like a week. He would I want to see the video of him finding that out. If, if it happens, I'm going to call him immediately and, and record the phone call. And it's going to be so fucking funny because he hates the Patriots more than he hates terrorism, more than he hates communism. Everything, everything that's bad in the world, like if he if he knew and understand, like understood net net neutrality, he would hate the Patriots one hundred times more than that. If, if he yeah. if he said if, if I was like, hey dad, I can give you either a chance to end net neutrality forever or shoot Tom Brady in the knee, what would you do? And he wouldn't even wait for the question, what would you do? He would just grab the gun and shoot Tom Brady in the knee. Wouldn't even give a fuck about that neutrality. <laughs> Don't even talk to me about no net bullshit. You know? Yeah, no. Uh, that would be... We gotta, we gotta hear the reaction, because I, I feel like it's gonna happen. I mean, they have two first-rounders, although they are late first-rounders. Um, and it, people, the only problem with Odell Beckham right now, the only reason you wouldn't want him is because of his attitude. But I think Belichick... If anyone can handle someone's attitude, it's Bill Belichick. So uh, I, I, I'm scared. I'm terrified. This is going to be a Randy Moss season. It's going to be disgusting. Chef Schefter made it clear that if, in his professional opinion, the trade will get done this offseason. <laughs> and Schefter has had enough clout for me to believe him. Like, you know, if that was just some random reporter, I'd be like, okay, yeah, okay, whatever. But it's Schefter, baby. He, he 
He under, he gets it. He's in on everything. So. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Back to your um, Odell with uh, Belichick thing. Yeah. There's so many like teams that don't hire coaches unless they have the Belichick type personality. With like when it comes yeah. to like like dealing with players, I do think there's a lot more players or or uh, coaches now that can deal with players like Odell because of Bill Belichick. Because teams are looking yeah, for trying to emulate him. Yeah, yeah. Teams are looking for Bill Belichick qualities in coaches. Honestly, obviously, I I doubt he goes to Chicago. But if he does, I can see a Matt Nagy like putting up with Odell and like telling him like this is still my team. You are not going to run this team. I think yeah, that's great and all, but you got to have a track record of doing it, you know. And and there's not many because the owner. This is a big decision your t- a team, any team would have to make to take on Odell Beckham, especially because he's also on a one-year deal and you're going to have to pay him next year, which the Patriots will not do. They will just take him for one year, win a Super Bowl, and let him go. Uh, but So you got to take that into consideration, whether it's worth it. If you're go- You have to be a team going for it right now. And you, have to, and you have to have faith in your coach. And no owner could have more faith in their coach than Robert Kraft does for Belichick. So That's true. All right, well, here, it's, it's, it's gonna happen. here are two tweets that I just saw on Twitter.com. Jason LaCafornia, I can never say his name right, but he's he's a pretty big insider, I'd say. He's like second tier to a Schefter. He says, I'm told by high-end Patriot officials that trading Cooks is not a precursor to attempt to land Beckham. New England will not be in that market. So, according to Jason LaCafornia, can, can Fora... Some I, I I still can't pronounce his name, but this guy does not think. Jason La Canfora, La Canfora. Okay. He's like he's like a NFL Network's big insider. Um, second <laughs> second tweet is by the Lord of Sports, Skip Bayless. Brandon Cooks isn't quite Odell. He brings none of the of the Odell baggage. He is worth the twenty third overall pick and to a team that lost Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins stinks. The Rams are now better than the Eagles. God, got to love Skip Bayless. So those are just two football experts talking football. And um, Odell currently is in New York, and I'm going to officially announce my prediction of the Odell trade without a single ounce of research. He is going to go to the 49ers. I have no idea. I have no... no basis to that. That's just a gut feeling. Um, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, they I, they could take on the money. They could pay him, keep him for the future. But uh, and he would stay in California. I doubt Odell would do well in like a, I don't know for the Vikings or the Packers. He probably wouldn't like Minnesota or Green Bay. He probably wouldn't even like Chicago. He seems like a warm weather. He's got to be near boats. So, um, yeah, whatever. He was in New York. He could deal yeah, with Chicago. True. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going with he's going to the Patriots all day, every day. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see it not happening. For pure content, I want him to go to the Patriots so bad <laughs> so I can talk to my dad about it. Oh, man, <laughs> exactly. that'd be great. Well, that is all. And, and the Patriots don't have any receivers. They lost Amendola and Cooks, just pointing that out. That Correct. They don't have a number one receiver. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put so, Edelman as a number one, but you really don't. I mean, honestly, Gronk is is there as the number one whenever he's healthy. 
Yeah, but you know, I mean, when when Brady has a superstar receiver, he tends to do better. So we'll see. Brady's fine. Brady's the best. <laughs> well, that is all He's we up. have for sports, folks. Um, moving on to uh, TV slash movies. We're so relevant. We're so pop culture savvy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jake. What have you been watching lately? Ah, uh, man, not not a whole lot. There's new episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine I've been watching. Um, that's pretty. I watched a movie called uh, Book of Henry. Oh my god, it's got terrible ratings on Rotten Tomato, but it was like incredibly sad, and like <laughs> just, I did not see anything coming. I'm not gonna give spoilers because you might want to watch it because there's a big thing that happens, and it's just like. What? Give me, uh, give me a rating. Oh, man, it's pretty heartbreaking. It's give got me a kid from it. Ooh, give me a rating one to ten. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it like a six point three. It, it was it was good enough to watch, but I mean, and it was it was it just wasn't the most satisfying ending, you know, where it leaves you with the, like ah, no closure. Yeah, you know, bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, not not enough closure. Uh, it, it, it pretty good closure. It just. Wasn't satisfying closure. Okay, okay. Well, I will, I'll keep that in mind. I haven't seen any new movies, but I binge-watched the fuck out of a show on Easter Sunday, because that's what Jesus would want me to do. And it Absolutely. is called... It's called Everything Sucks, and it's on Netflix. Um, it, guys, if you have Netflix... This, honestly... Jake, look at me. I'm looking. <laughs> this is the most underrated show i have seen ever nobody's talking about this show nobody has how many times have you ever heard anybody on twitter or in person say watch everything sucks you're the only person i've ever heard say that (laughs) it's been out for like a month i think and i've never heard a single word about it and i just watched it on a whim it is one of the most fun and like real and deep and relatable shows i've seen in a long time and it was I was I'm so happy that that I watched it. It was so fucking good. Here's here's the whole show. This this dorky kid <laughs> comes into high school, falls in love with a girl. He's a freshman. He joins the AV club. He's a huge dork. She's the principal's daughter, and she's like like everyone thinks she's a freak because she's the principal's daughter. And um, uh, he falls in love with her, asks her out. She says yes. The reason she says yes is because she thinks that she's a lesbian, but she's only like a sophomore in high school, so she, so she like. Doesn't want to like express it, and uh, uh, the show is just so fucking watchable. It's just like a good fun. Yeah. It's it's like it's like even casted like a real like Boy Meets World type show where there's like the main character who's like likable, like and smart. He has his really stupid friends. He has his cool friends. His really dorky friends. The show's awesome. Big fan. All right. Uh, shining endorsement from Colt. One to ten. I'm giving it. A serious like nine point one. Oh wow! I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out. It sounds good. Please so. do. I watched it. It's ten episodes in the in the first season. I watched it straight, thirty minutes an episode. Didn't even think twice about it. <laughs> oh, it was. It's a really good show. Very. It it reminded me a lot of the of watching Stranger Things because mm. the because the kid actors are so likable. If that makes sense. That, you know, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, kid actors usually suck, but lately, kid actors have been really good. 
And they're and they're all Netflix kid actors. That's the thing. Yeah, true. Well, the main character is like he, so he has like two best friends. One's like a super big dork, and then the other one is this big. He's so stupid. I think they actually mm-hmm. make jokes about him being like illiterate and like sort of on the spectrum. And he's so yeah. dumb, but he's so he has like a lisp and he has a he has a gap in his teeth, and he he has like a he has like a like an afro. And he's just like a white yeah. kid, so he's just really awkward about it. And he, his voice cracks the whole time, and he's super funny. I'm excited for literally anybody I've ever met to, to watch this show so I can talk to him about it. Because nobody has ever, <laughs> like, I keep asking people, and not a single soul has ever watched this. So, my official stamp of approval, everything sucks on Netflix. Check it out. And everyone start talking about it so Colton is someone to talk to. Can I please talk to somebody about it? Please let me talk to you. Or just, <laughs> or just nod your head. That's that's all I need. I need you to smile, nod your head, and then like occasionally repeat words that I say, so it sounds like you're listening. Yeah, yeah, like Jake yeah. just did right there. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I'm gonna watch the show. I was just I, I'm actually looking at it on Netflix right now. So. Yes, please watch it. Very very enjoyable, and like the whole soundtrack is like all a lot of '90s music, so that was pretty cool. Always perfect. So soundtrack. Fourteen thumbs up from Colton. Uh, I give that two apples, that show. And out of how many apples? Out of two, obviously. Oh, okay. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> so that is it for episode 40, the Gail Sayers, Pat Tillman. Um, who, else, who else did we come up with? Uh, Carlton Fisk. Carlton Fisk episode. Um, thank you for joining us. Don't, uh, don't be afraid to follow us on Twitter, at BackupQBblog. We have some stuff coming out. Big stuff, huge, play. huge stuff. Go to the huge. go to the twelve ounce sports radio store. You can buy some merch. We have merch, Jake. That stands for merchandise. Yeah. T-shirts, baby. T-shirts, We're talking outfits, uh, pull off fits, pull off some fits. We have bags. We have um, other merchandise <laughs> <laughs> that, that I cannot remember, but. And you can put out. a logo on, we probably have it on there. Yes, correct. Um, thank you for joining us on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Check out the rest of the lineup. We have plenty, plenty, plenty of good shows here on the lineup. They are adding shows like Crazy Jake. I don't know if, if you knew that, but since since we've joined, they've added about like 15 other shows. Nice, nice. We have friends around us. Correct. Um we officially got last place in the 12 on Sports Radio Bracket Challenge, so that's cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got like 16th millionth place on ESPN, so that was cool. Which is a, a true feat in and of itself. It was like 17.1 million brackets, so holla at ya boy. Um, big sh- <laughs> so we, hopefully we can get some guests coming soon. I've been, I've been trying. I've been trying to balance school, work, um, my love for, you know, Netflix. Christ. <laughs> and Netflix. Um, so we will get some guests on, on, on soon for you. We have a baseball preview coming up. You know what, Jake? We didn't even talk about it's Masters Week. Holy fuck. How do we not talk about this? We didn't mention the oh, Masters even god. once. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I'm, I'm so embarrassed that we didn't even bring it up. Guys, Tiger Woods is going to win the 2018 <laughs> yeah. Masters. And I'm I am... Sure. And I am going to cry my eyeballs out of my face. I'm going to have to go in my bathroom, turn off the lights, turn on a flashlight so I can only see like my eyeballs, and just cry into the mirror. 
Oh. Did you uh, did you put money on Tiger? Yes. <laughs> I uh, I have. All right, here we go, guys. I have money on Tiger and Jordan Spieth. They are the two favorites. I put money on Bubba Watson. He's like the second favorite. Are right, Jake? Are you yawning right now? Is this a joke? <laughs> Sorry, this um, is, Masters. Yes, yeah, go, go. Our our episode is currently peaking, and you're yawning like a fool. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's go, Masters. Keep going. And then, Jake, do you want to hear my um, my uh, pick for the week? Who is it? Sleeper pick? It's not. What's funny is publicly, it's a sleeper pick. He's the third ranked player in the world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but tell me if you've ever heard this name in in like in your whole life. He's the third best player in the whole world. John Rahm. All right, hit me. Nope, never heard of <laughs> John Rahm. Um, he had some good odds going into it. And then obviously I, I always toss money on, on Ricky because he's Ricky's not that good, Ricky Fowler, and he's always got good odds. <laughs> so he's he, there you go. he's the guy that everyone's like, wow, he's so talented. He'll go out and shoot like a 61, and then he'll come back and shoot like a 70 like million. He's so fucking bad sometimes. <laughs> so those are the four that I have money on. I'm going to lose them all. Like I lost everything on on uh, March Madness. I'm gonna continue mm. to not pay my rent, not pay for gas. I have no money, and I keep gambling. <laughs> I'm rooting for Adam Scott because he has the same name as the actor I like. So that, that's my wild card. <laughs> that's and I was talking golf with Colton and Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, at Backup QB blog on Twitter. Go to Facebook. Give us a like. BackupQuarterback.org. 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Go to the 12-Ounce Sports Radio store. Buy some merch. Check out other shows on the station. That is episode 40. Final thought, Jake. Go. Uh, final thought. Uh, more baseball tomorrow. I love baseball. As long as we stop getting games snowed out, uh, I'm going to start keep loving baseball. My final thought is Tiger's going to win the Masters, and I'm going to cry. I'm going to film myself crying. Tweet it out, at BackupQBblog. Go to YouTube. Look at my Loyola video. Show everyone you've ever met in your life. We're going to the moon. Peace. <laughs> Elon Musk is sending us to the moon. <laughs> Peace. 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 Just charisma. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you, too. I see trees of green. Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world I see skies of blue And clouds of white Right, blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces. Of people going by, I see friends shaking hands, saying, How do you do? 
I think to myself 